0: Are you listening? 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 Are you Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are
1: you listening? Are you listening? Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals to the Are You Listening podcast. I'm Brand. I'm here with my friend Scott. Scott, how are you today? Oh, I'm um, just peachy. In our pre-show meeting, we had a little talk. <laughs> I, I like how just us talking when we log in is called a pre-show meeting. But right, I yeah, love that's it. What we call it. In the pre-show meeting, we discuss some stuff. So
0: <laughs> The pre-show meeting. It's a rough morning, but we'll getting through it. It's good. We'll get there.
1: And hopefully we can turn that boat around on this. We can turn that attitude boat around.
0: We'll do that. We'll do a U-turn real quick.
1: Today we're here to discuss Ace Hood's album, Ruthless. I'm going to set the stage for you a little bit beforehand about, even before I get into his information about where I was in this album. Oh, I like it. This album came out in 2009. Okay. And I, at this point, owned a... Gold 1998 Cadillac DeVille. Wow, that I had on twenties. <laughs> yeah, I did nice. have it on twenties. <laughs> did you really? 100. There might not have been a time where I felt cooler driving. Hippie G was rolling deep. No, I was on Hippie G at this point. <laughs> I I was done. I was long over. I was long <laughs> gone. But I had it. I had a gold 98 Cadillac DeVille with 20 inch rims on it. And this album was played a lot. I I never felt cooler than driving that car. Oh, I bet. I mean, I I bought a system for it. Well, you have to. I know. Now, the issue with it is, and I almost brought this up in our pre-show meeting when you were talking about your car troubles that you were having. Oh, yeah. I I also drove this thing with a blown head gasket for like a year and a half. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, That's got to happen. Yeah,
1: and it and it just it, I drove that thing into the dirt, ended up scrapping it. I still
0: have the rims, but they don't fit any cars I own. <laughs> you
1: need to put them like
0: up on the wall like plaques.
1: Yeah, I should <laughs> if they weren't huge cuz they're 20-inch rims.
0: That makes it better.
1: We will revisit this scene. I just needed <laughs> okay. to set the scene of me in this car so at certain sure. times later when we're going through your opinions on these tracks, I will have to bring us back into that scene yeah. and we can we can paint a picture a little better Then maybe it'll help you understand oh, I, where, where I was. A yeah, little more. I
0: can totally understand why you
1: appreciate this record so much already. Now we got my history out of the way. Let's get a little Ace Hood history out of the way here. Let's do it. Ace Hood born Antoine Franklin McAllister on May 11th, 1988 is an American rapper. Yes, he is. He was born in Port St. Lucie, Florida and raised in Deerfield Beach, Florida. So Florida boy through and Florida.
0: Through. Gotcha.
1: Following a football injury in the 10th grade and realizing he wouldn't be able to go pro, he teamed up with a local group called Dollars and Deals to release a single MOE in 06. Okay. So in 06, kind of just the first time he was out there doing any music, putting anything out, just after the football injury, he said, you know what, I'm going to gonna see if I can be
0: a rapper and see if this is something I can do. That's only three years before this record came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is wild. So in, t- in 10th grade... First off, in 10th grade, he thought he was going <laughs> pro, yes. which, is, which is amazing to me. Just decided to start rapping. Yeah, he had that injury, and he realized that I can't,
1: I'm not going to be able to go pro because this injury is going to prevent it. So I, gotta, I wonder if I can be a rapper. So I'll just rap. Yeah, he teamed up with Dollars and Deals. They put out that single, and then he began promoting himself around open mics and talent shows in the area, just okay. in Florida. Sure. Just just rapping, just going to an open mic and rapping, going to a talent show and rapping. That's wild. In 07, he met DJ Khaled outside the office of WEDR 99 Jams Radio. Yeah, 99 Jams. Hood gave him his autobiography, which apparently he had written. <laughs> he wrote one? I guess. That's, that's what I found? That's, he, that's the information I was given? An autobiography? So what I'm understanding is Hood waited outside of the radio station for DJ Khaled to come out gave him his autobiography gave him his demo tape okay Khaled then asked Ace Hood to do a freestyle over the instrumental of his track I'm So Hood oh okay like right off the bat like that well he already had a he it's the song was already out like the I'm So Hood song was out on DJ Khaled's second album already oh okay so he I imagine DJ Khaled heard his name's Ace Hood and he's like well do See what you can do with my I'm So Hood beat then, because hood, hood, you know, that's, yeah. that's how it oh, should yeah. work. Yeah, right. Khaled liked it, signed him to his We The Best music group label. Wow. And Khaled's label, it was an imprint of Def Jam at the time. Okay. Ace Hood's debut album, Gutta, released on DJ Khaled's label on in November 2008. Oh, wow. Okay. It debuted at number 36 on the US Billboard 200. Wow, Really? Selling 24,700 copies first week.
0: Holy cow.
1: The album also was number two on the Billboard Rap Albums. Dang. In 2009, Ace Hood was on the XXL Freshman list. Oh, the he XXL, the, XXL freshman. He was on one of the XXL Freshmen. I'm going to read you the rest of the class here. Oh, wow. Okay. The rest of the XXL Freshmen of 2009 were Charles Hamilton. No idea. I, I didn't either. Mickey Fax. Nope. Nope. Corey Guns. Related to Tory Lanes at all? I've at least heard <laughs> the name. I've at least heard the name Corey Guns. No. Asher
0: Roth. Yes, I know him. He did that I Love College song. Yep, that he I really sure loved. did. B.O.B. Okay, yep. I actually listened to B.O.B. for a while. Wale. Never listened to him, but I, uh, I've heard a lot of respect for him. Currency. Okay, yep. And Kid Cudi. Hey, look at that. I didn't know Cuddy was on the double XL freshman list. If you look
1: at that, if you want to go strictly off what, I don't know, what would success be. B.O.B. B. had a big hit. Yep. I, I don't know if I want to rank Asher Roth as that being a hit. It was a hit for a population, but I don't know if it was a hit hit. Yeah, I don't think so. So, I mean, that's still, that's half, half of the other people. I mean, B.O.B., Wale, Currency, and Kid Cudi, you could say all are successful in music. Oh, still, in- incredibly, man. yeah. Normally, when you read these XXL lists, you got one or two that pop off, and then the rest of them kind of just, just fall. Just die, away. yeah. So, yeah, a mere seven months after his first album, he put out this album, Ruthless. Yeah, crazy. Seven months. Seven months. Jeez. Other albums that came out June two thousand nine, just to set the stage of yeah, where, where we were, we're in at. music. Yeah, June first two thousand nine, Taking Back Sunday's New Again came out.
0: That was their downfall record.
1: <laughs> I knew you were, I knew that's when you were, you were telling me they, they they fell off.
0: Yeah, that was their. I think that was their third record, and it just didn't it didn't hit me at all. I didn't care.
1: This next one I put on just for you because I know you mentioned these guys to me. Okay, uh, June June second two thousand nine, Eels ombre lobo 12 songs of desire came out
0: yeah i guess 2009 was not my favorite year for music because that's not my favorite record of theirs either
1: well then let's throw this one at you june 2nd 2009 same day as the eels record let the dominoes fall rancid's album
0: that's a good one that's where i was so we saved it we saved the tumble yeah we saved the tumble yeah i like that record a lot
1: also on June 2nd, and this might give you an indication of how wild my listening tendencies were at that time, because <laughs> I was listening to this album along with the Ace Hood album. Okay. I, res- I wrestled a bear once. It's all happening.
0: I've... Have you ever
1: listened to I wrestled a bear once?
0: I think I heard like one song of theirs, maybe. It is chaotic. It is insane. It is heavy as shit. That sounds fantastic. That sounds like something you need to put on the list for me. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I have like a super deep connection to the album, but I would well, like to revisit it and listen
1: to it with this, with my current ears, yeah, I guess. No, that
0: would be, there. there's a few on the list for you that I have the same thing with. Not necessarily huge for me, but you haven't heard them and I'm kind of familiar with them. So I throw them yeah. on the list.
1: Also on June 2nd, here's an interesting one. In Shallow Seas We Sail, the Emery record. Oh, hey, look at that. Which would be the next one that we would be listening to. Oh, if, the fourth if, one. If if we picked up Emery. I gotcha.
0: Okay. Huh, look at that. Full circle.
1: Full circle. <laughs> I had. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like that. we got. I got to put that down. Yeah. Oh, for sure. June 9th, 2009, Anti-Flags, The People or the Gun came out. It's the orange and red one with the TV on the cover. I definitely listened to that when it came out. I was listening to a lot of albums. I was listening to a lot of new stuff in 09, apparently. Right. I, I think you listened to this next album, though. So I'm going to throw this one at you. June 9th. Yeah. A Skylet Drive's Adelphia.
0: I know a Skylet Drive. adelphia the gray one with the eye. The, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You were listening to that. You weren't listening was. to the Anti Flag record.
0: Uh, no, I listened to the Anti Flag record as well. I just looked up the cover and, and yeah. I, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'm 99.9% sure that this album you did not listen to. <laughs> okay. Like, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money oh, man. and you will surprise me so hard if you said you even listened to one track or knew what this was it is the album i'm not a fan but the kids love it by broken side nope b-r-o-k-e-n-c-y-d-e nope never even heard of it they were crunk core
0: oh no yeah oh, it was no. like it was like
1: a, it was like electronic hip-hop beats, and they would scream rap over it. nope, and it is awful. <laughs> I believe it but I listened to I listened pretty heavy do, to do really? some broken side. <laughs> I had a broken side I had a broken side fit where I was into broken side for a bit. I don't know if it was ironic. I don't know if really? I actually liked it. I don't know if it felt like bizarro new metal maybe. Like that's kind okay. of what it did to me. It was yeah. kind of like the inverse of new metal. Gotcha. It,
0: it was weird. It was weird, man. I'm yeah, gonna send you
1: a track at some point.
0: Do that, but I don't expect to like it.
1: <laughs> you, you you will not.
0: Yeah. You I will believe not that. like it.
1: June twenty third, two thousand nine, we had Kill Switch Engage's self titled Kill Switch Engage Yes. Out. Love that I'm not I don't think I know the self titled. I think I listened to that one. I think oh, no. I skipped it. I think I skipped it, I guess. I don't know. Because I was listening to other stuff.
0: I love Kill Switch Engage. They're they're solid.
1: I I liked End of Heartache. Is that the one with the heart mm-hmm. on the cover? I, yeah. I I liked that one a lot. And then I saw them and I liked them live. Yeah. But I just I never ventured more sometimes they get too singy for me, I think is the issue.
0: I can see that. But I I think I have appreciate it because both the harsh vocals and the singing vocals are I think they're fantastic on both of the the lead singers that they've had.
1: So I did not listen to that Kill Switch album that came out June 23rd, but a different album that came out June 23rd that I really enjoyed and I never hear anybody talk about. Nobody mentions it, even when talking about this band, mm-hmm. it is Old Crow's Young Cardinals by Alexis
0: on Fire. I love that record. I love, I was love a that huge record. Huge fan. Huge yeah. fan of that. It's super like that might be my favorite Alexis on fire record. That is probably my second crisis is my first. I just,
1: something about it spoke to me. Like I loved it. No, it's
0: super good. I love that band. They're actually coming out with a new record.
1: Is it going to be good?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Is old Crows and Cardinals the last album they put out?
0: Yeah. But then they wow. put out like an, a really short EP, like a three song EP a couple years ago that I didn't really give a listen to because I thought it was just going to breed a whole nother LP uh, that never happened. But yeah, they have a, a new one coming out. Let me know when it comes out. I'm not going to buy it without knowing,
1: but right. let me know when it comes out because I'll be interested to listen to it and see. I'm if...
0: considering pre-ordering cool. it, but yeah. I've had I've been getting angry with pre-orders lately.
1: I've had a lot of emails saying, hey, this is pushed back. This is pushed Yeah. Back. And then
0: it's wild because like I've had four pre-orders I've been waiting on for like the longest time and I've seen them out in stores. Yeah. I'm like, I want to pick this up, but I know it's coming eventually. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm there with you too. There's some stuff stuff that I see other people like posting that they got. And I'm just like, I bought this shit so long ago.
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's making me angry. (laughs) You're done. Done with pre-orders. Kind of I'm like my list is down to like five that I have waiting.
1: (laughs) So I have one final album that came out in June 2009, same day as this album. As this one. So I definitely listened to both of these the same exact day. I can can promise you that I listened to these two albums at the same day, probably back to back. Ace Hood's Ruthless came out, and then Suicide Silences' No Time to Bleed came out. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a vibe shift. Listening to both, maybe shuffled together, in the 98 (laughs) Cadillac on 20 Inch (laughs) Rims. I love it. I love it so much. We touched what other albums came out. So now let's look at the billboard charts for around this time. The week of June 27th, 2009. So this Mm -hmm. would have been the week right before this came out. This is where we are. Okay. On the Hot 100, number five, Lady Gaga with Love Game. (laughs) Oh, the lady. Lady Gaga with Love Game, which (laughs) also I was super into when this was out too. So I'm listening to Ace Hood. You're listening to everything. Suicide Silence. Lady Gaga all together.
0: Yeah. I've never listened to Lady Gaga.
1: Number four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say something, but I think we may touch on a part of it when we get to your track breakdown of this album. Okay. Maybe we'll see. Sure. Number four on the Billboard Hot 100 was I Know You Want Me by Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. Not Not a Pitbull fan. I will, I'm not a Pitbull fan. I respect it for what he does. But I think maybe if I spoke Spanish,
0: I would be a Pitbull fan more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just like when it comes to hip hop, I need to understand the words. With like black metal and stuff, you don't pay attention to the lyrics so much so I can get away with listening to foreign languages with that. Yeah. But when it comes to hip hop, like it's my listening to hip hop is very lyrical. Like, I'm, I'm always a fan of the way... Words can be manipulated and the way they can sound, you know, paired up to each other and just the meaning of words, which
1: is going to be real hard for you to hop on that West side gun wave. When I eventually bring you a full West side gun project. No, oh, man, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, Cause you have to listen to them differently. It's not, it's, yeah. it's not lyrical. It is lyrical. Like there are things you will find, but it's, it's, it's so hard to explain how right. to listen. Like, unless you, once you finally get it, you'll be like, oh, my God, I under- I get it. Sure. But you won't be able to explain it. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> right. At number three, we have Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson featuring Kanye West and Neo.
0: I don't know that song.
1: The only Carrie Hilson song I know is I think it's called Turn Me On. Okay. And I, I don't I think there's a feature on and I can't even remember who the feature is. But that's the only Carrie Olsen song. I'm not I don't remember this song. At I heart. don't even recognize the name. I think she had one album. It was one of those situations. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe she's still out there doing it, I don't know. And if so, I apologize. Maybe <laughs> Carrie Olsen's listening. I don't know. And then number two and number one, both by the same group. Oh wow. Do you do you have a guess? No. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, it's a group. There nope. it's 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 female led. There's a group of oh, people. Is
0: it, is it uh what was it? Destiny's Child is it? Destiny's no, Child it
1: is the it is two thousand nine. So it is the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, Black Eyed Peas! I don't know anything about two thousand nine. The Black Eyed Peas were huge in two thousand nine. Were, were they everywhere?
0: Did, weren't they, didn't they do the like the halftime show around this time? Oh, probably. I don't know. We just went over it. I was into Alexis on Fire, and <laughs> 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 that's where I was in two thousand nine. At number two is I got a feeling, and I know you're
1: familiar with it. You've heard it somewhere at some point. I
0: got a feeling.
1: And then number one, "Boom Boom Pow," which I guarantee you also heard because it was everywhere, like all the other Black Eyed Peas songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty insane. They were all over the grocery store. They made a lot track of tracklist very quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they were also on the week of June twenty seven, two thousand nine, the number one album on the Billboard two hundred.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, with their with the album "The End," the E N D. Okay, that's the one with like the green it's green face yep. thing. Yes. Yeah, gotcha.
1: Number two album on the Billboard 200, Big Whiskey and the Groove Grux King. I'm probably what? saying some part of that wrong. Dave Matthews Band.
0: Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that garbage.
1: I think it's Big Whiskey and the Groove Grux King. It's something along those lines.
0: But- I, 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 We might have discussed Dave Matthews before here, but I just can't. I don't even know what it is.
1: This Billboard two hundred is pretty wild, though. Like when we break yeah. down all five of these together, first one, Black Eyed Peas; second one, Dave Matthews Band; third one, number three on the Billboard two hundred week of June twenty seven two thousand nine, Relapse, the Eminem. Record. Oh, Eminem, yeah, that was
0: that was a bad that was a bad one. I'll tell you, I wasn't listening to it because I already didn't like Eminem. I know you weren't, but I, I listened to it and it was it was not not good. It was hey, not it's number
1: good. three, right under Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews outperformed it this week.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, that relapse record was not good. Well, then we know what you were listening to do because it's the number four record here. The self-titled album by the artist Chickenfoot. Chicken Chickenfoot. Chickenfoot. I
0: don't even know who that is. Wait, was that a super group? Like a, yeah. like a hair yeah. metal super like, group?
1: I think it's like a Sammy Hagar supergroup. Alright, you here I'm gonna walk you through the members of Chicken Foot. Are you ready? Please do. Group consists of vocalist Sammy Hagar. Yep. Bassist Michael Anthony, also oh, from, from Van, Van Halen. Guitarist Joe Satriani. Whoa. And drummer Chad Smith. Really?
0: <laughs> yes. From Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's cr- yeah. That's a crazy That's a crazy band. Like in no in no world would I put those four together. Like, sure. Sammy Hagar and, and the bassist from Van Halen. Of course, they've had, they've had a history. But Joe Sadriani in the mix. And then <laughs> the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: Okay, now here. It does say, due to Smith's consistent recording and touring commitments with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Kenny Aronoff joined the group in 2011 as the touring replacement drummer. Who is that? He was John Mellencamp, John Cougar's drummer for 17 years.
0: Oh wow! Okay, that's that's still wild too.
1: It says he also recorded with Smashing Pumpkins, Bob Seger, Willie Nelson, John Fogerty, Michelle Branch, Tony Iommi, Melissa Etheridge, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a career.
0: That is a crazy career. Good for him. Yeah. Go drummer from Chickenfoot. <laughs> <love> chicken, foot. <laughs> chicken Foot's Your favorite band?
1: <laughs> nah, that's all. This was this was this was all just a, a ruse to get us to talk about Chickenfoot, right? <laughs> Number 5, no idea who this artist is, don't know. The album is The Last and the artist is Ed Adventura. A D V E N T U R A. No, Adventura. No idea. I have I have no idea either, so I looked it up. Ace Ventura's younger brother. Adventura is a Dominican American bachata group formed in the Bronx. Bachata it's a genre of Latin American music that originated in the Dominican Republic in the first half of the 20th century. It's a fusion of southwestern European influences, mainly Spanish guitar music, with indigenous Taino and sub-Saharan African musical elements, representative of the cultural diversity of the Dominican population.
0: Got it. Wow.
1: Yeah. So that's number five on the <laughs> Billboard 200. That's wild. I think that I think that and Pitbull prove. That I think we're going to we're starting to see that influx of Latin music. Oh it's yeah. still still present today. Like it's right. still happening now. Yeah, that the Latin population is really a, a much bigger demographic than it was in previous time. Right. Yeah. We talked about what else came out. We talked about yeah. what was going on in the Billboard charts. Sure did. Ruthless came out June thirtieth, two thousand nine, and it debuted at number twenty three on the Billboard two hundred. Number twenty three, selling nineteen thousand. Wow. 700 copies first week
0: that's uh that's pretty impressive especially yeah. for a second record coming out seven months after your first record your first record and to have you said the first one like ranked at was a 30 something 36 33 that's, 36 something like that. yeah that's crazy that that's impressive it's impressive
1: Asod's ruthless is 13 tracks 49 minutes and six seconds and yeah. truth be told, truth be told, one of the, there was a few reasons I brought you this one rather than his first one. Okay. One of them being length. I think the other one is 19 tracks and like an hour seven or wow. something. Oh, That was his first one?
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. wow. That's a lot.
1: Well, also, I think in order to understand what, where these albums come from and kind of where a lot of the sound of this comes from is he was... This is when DJ Khaled was on top of the world. Like he was, if he would put a track together, it was the biggest hitters you've ever seen. And right. then, like maybe a guy he knew, but because Ace was on his record label, mm. Ace would Ace would be featured on these gigantic songs with people, right? Like like Lil Wayne, like Young Jeezy, like Kanye. Like he'd be on these tracks, so he at least people would see his name on these giant Billboard tracks. Sure. I imagine that's where a lot of the
0: record sales came from. Yeah. Right. I I know nothing about DJ Khaled.
1: He was a studio. He was just a DJ at a radio station. Right. And he would like just hype stuff up to a point. And then some, I I can't remember the exact story. Like somebody got him to do an intro to an album or an intro to something. And they're like, hey, you should start putting stuff together. And then he became that DJ where he would just assemble artists on beats and the tracks would be huge bangers
0: like right. huge
1: they'd run the charts and all dj cal did was put them together and yeah we the best over i was gonna say beat. i
0: i know there's i've heard some jokes about him uh just yelling over top of beats
1: yeah, yeah. and he's a fan he's, yeah. <laughs> he loves doing it i think i talked a lot of shit on dj cal in the past and i don't know what changed recently mm-hmm. but i think he was a lot i think he played a a much bigger role in some artists careers than we think okay. and i'm not entirely sure he's a great guy either though. like i don't right. i don't know like it could be either direction <laughs> i'm not sure but i I at least have to respect him for what he's done and i the dj Khaled verse which is what i'm going to call it because he would bring all these people together and like made this network of people work sure. for him yeah i think the dj Khaled verse is interesting if nothing else and it's it it's the epitome of a certain time in pop hip-hop music okay like, he would put the biggest names you'd see together on one track, and you'd be like, how? Right. Because that wasn't happening for a long time, as oh, people for sure. weren't doing that those kind of features, at least at that level. Yeah. So, 13 tracks, 49 minutes, 6 seconds. What were your thoughts,
0: right off the bat, of the first track? Off of Get Money. Yes, Get Money. Uh, Get Money, yeah. Big banger. Ross completely went in on this track. Oh, uh, it's, it's effortless. It, yeah, he killed it on this He just glides like I hear
1: when I hear the word glide. That's what Rick Ross does to a beat. He just glides on a beat like he doesn't attack it. He doesn't fight it. Sometimes it sounds like Ace Hood's fighting this thing, but I think it's on
0: purpose. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Ace Hood was was great on the track, but Ross just came through and just he killed it. I was worried because I know how much
1: how much a part of the formula, the tone and like the voice of a rapper is to you sometimes. So I was worried that. Right off the bat, if you didn't like his tone, it was going to be a bad time for you right off
0: the get go. No, I didn't mind it. Yeah, no, his voice, his voice worked is it was, it was good. I
1: liked the back and forth between Ace and Rick Ross, at the beginning, mm-hmm. like when they're just rapping back and forth. I always love when that shit works. Yeah. And those two voices work so well together yeah they that. do sound really good <laughs> awesome. yeah and, and uh, the, on, the only familiarity you have with rick ross is hearing features and other things right like right. you've never yeah i've never listened to a rick ross project yeah Mm-mm. yeah we've talked about that and th- yeah. this was kind of a bit of i can pepper in some rick ross and mm-hmm. maybe like get some opinions and see which album to pick based off it oh because sure yeah. there's there's i think there's two there's two rick ross features on this yeah there's two yeah, that second one surprised the hell out of me too. It was <laughs> the, 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 this was the try out a bunch of different things. Like when gotcha. I looked at this album, I was like, okay, this, 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 this is a sound of this. I could, oh, and right. Then I can get your opinion on a bunch of different things to see what, like, if there is something that I look like, well, he won't like this artist. Maybe I could find something of that artist that
0: you will like. Right, I gotcha. But yeah, the hook is great uh, up until the point where I can't rap along with it. Yeah. No oh, no, I became an expert yeah, at, at, at not, editing. Saying, not
1: saying the N word <laughs> Yeah, when rapping along with the track because of Ace Hood Because right. yeah, they
0: are they are abundant. Yeah, it definitely is. But no, it was a great track. It like I got thrown in and I was I was good. One of the other worries
1: I had about you and this sound mm-hmm. and the beat is a little
0: it's a little at the beginning, but we'll get there more later.
1: I thought it might be too electronic for you. Cause I know
0: you don't like electronic music. I do appreciate like live instrumental stuff, but when it comes to, when it comes to hip hop, that is usually just an extra th- layer that gets me to appreciate it. Like I don't ever expect it, you know? So if it, if it is um, the, the electric drum sound or, or something like that, I, it doesn't ever like bother me. Okay. I thought get money was a great, great track. Man, Ross glides. So yeah, effortless. He's, yeah.
1: And it's a tone thing. I, I can admit that too. Like I love yeah. her cross tone. Mm-hmm. I
0: love Ace Hood's tone. Yeah. Tone's a big thing for me, apparently. <laughs> just get me to listen to West Side Gun and I'll tell you how important tone is. Yeah. Yeah. You have to listen <laughs> to him differently. We'll get there. Yeah. That, we'll get there eventually. Second track. Second track. Loco with the cake. I'm I'm not sure if it's because it follows up, get money, but I just didn't like this one as much. Okay. Like there was a part you know me and rhyming words with enterprise the same word. dude the enterprise thing drove me nuts <laughs> i knew it
1: but it's also he, he's doing wordplay in between there though i get
0: it <laughs> but the emphasis is on enterprise okay for three That's bars and i was fair like fair. dude okay yep let's let's move on from that i mean it was it was a decent enough track but i don't this might be the opulence thing that i i don't it, it doesn't. I have, I have that written down. I yeah, have that written down. It doesn't jive with me. Like I, I'm not a big. I don't know. I'm not a big money spender. Like I'm big, big things. Like I'm not poor. I'm not rich. Like you're, you're not a Deion Sanders guy. You're not into the flashy no, stuff. I can't. No. I've ne- I've never been into anything kind of flashy. Yeah. Like, Which
1: is again, I I hate how I keep saying it is another reason why West Side Gun doesn't exactly click sometimes. Yeah. No. It, yeah. He doesn't either. Did I, you hear him in that Benny track? I got two Van Goghs in the dope spot.
0: Yeah, no, I that's was, one of the sickest things I've ever heard. I was so pissed off at that bar. Like, like I that's was so sick. I was very angry. Like those better be fucking just prints, like posters. No, like listen, that's what he is though. <laughs> like West Side Gun is this, this, this grime with just like this classical or, art. This I get beauty. it. I oh, totally understand so it. It just drives me nuts. It like it pisses me off. <laughs> but I'm I'm not I'm not there. Like there's no yeah, way I can no, ever see myself, to. yeah, being like that. So I can't be loco with the cake. I, listen, <laughs> I had the twenties on. Listen,
1: okay, <laughs> I had the twenties on. Yeah, I thought I was doing it right. I, this song was one of my theme songs that I had on
0: all the time.
1: Yeah, I had this. I song can see all, that.
0: All, you're you're more about those like money bars than I am.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. And it, I think past the money bars, it's a form of and this was happening a lot in this kind of hip hop at the time. It's like a celebration. A lot of them are, are sure. celebratory yeah. as opposed to the struggle. Like I know how much yeah. you like listening to the struggle story that's, and that's yeah. that's peppered in here, but yeah. it's more of a a completed like, this is what's at the end of that. Like, we've we've made it. Sure. But we're, we're still going to talk about this grimy shit.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so next track, Born an OG. Born an OG. The hook and the guitar had me completely. Yeah. Like, I knew the instrumentation on this yeah. would get you. Dude, I love it. And then, then Luda comes in and absolutely murders this track. And then, like, not only does he do it for, like, a first 16 <laughs> – He's like, nah, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm gonna come back. And then he comes back with another I did. I know you love that. (laughs) I did. And then after like after Luda finishes, I was like, there's no way. Like in the last two tracks that I heard from Ace, he's not that kind of spitter. Like he's not super (laughs) fast, right? Yeah. Then he comes in and just kills it. I was like, where the heck did this ace come from? Like, I I need more of this ace. A lot of that Ace is the Ace on his first album. That's where it's at. Like I, I loved it. I felt like Luda brought out this this greater level of Ace just off this track. Like I, I think Luda pushed Ace like to up his
1: game. I think that it's a, it's a dangerous thing to put yourself behind a ludicrous first. Period.
0: I was amazed that Luda came on first. Yeah, I was like, and, what? and then Ace does rip and, it though. Yeah. Yeah, twice because he brings it back too. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I felt like Luda pushed Ace to be better on this track. Yeah, because the way the way the way Ludacris came in, it was it wasn't even a lead up. He's just on. Yeah, and then and it's and it, it, I think it's one of Luda's best verses. It's like, so it's good. Great. It's so it's good. Great. And then Ace, yeah, Ace came in and then he came back after a second. You know, oh, mm-hmm. it was yeah, great. It was a great track. This track is it. It was fantastic. Those three tracks together got
1: a lot of play for me because I mean, when you think I was even, you know, I I was driving what at most to go to work, probably 20 minutes. So that's those three tracks, that length, almost 20 minutes. So I'd listen. And then also I had music ADD. So I'd listen to the (laughs) first, first, I don't know, verse of most things and probably turn it off. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of back ends on these tracks that I don't know if I've ever heard. (laughs) Right. I think Born in OG might be the track where when I was listening, I was like, no, this is the one I'm definitely going to bring. Because I know at the very least, Scott will get down with this track. And oh, it yeah. might be, this 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 track could potentially be that door to open up into him appreciating Ace Hood.
0: Right. Oh, and, and I do this track. Yeah, he's, yeah, he kills it on this track.
1: I didn't get any reviews for this album because a lot of them were just kind of in the middle, like three stars, sure, five out of 10, whatever. And a lot of the complaints were like, He's saying a lot, but he's not really saying anything. I gotcha. Yeah. Which I could understand that. Yeah. But uh, again, I mean, I'm here for a vibe too.
0: You you know, like I, I,
1: I can feel what, what he's trying to get at, even if he's saying enterprise three times. (laughs) Right. Next up, we have the lead single, by the way, of this album. Overtime was the lead single.
0: Overtime was the lead single. Of ruthless, this song would be the reason I would never listen to Ace Hood again.
1: I hate this song. Th- this is what's big in pop, hip hop, and mainstream hip hop in two thousand nine. This is this is the track. Akon and T paint together, and Ace Hood spitting on it. That that that's what's hot.
0: Akon is the most boring feature I've ever heard in my entire life, and that that's fair
1: because Dude, it, he he was more of a. It's more of a, a a tone and a mellow out thing for him most of the oh time.
0: Oh my god, his his voice. God-awful, he's super monotone. Like there's no inflections in his voice in this song except for at the end of his little feature. He he you drops know, like, down Acorn, like a little T-Pain bit Pain both use auto tune a lot. Yeah. T Pain both do. T-Pain knows how to use auto-tune. T-Pain <laughs> on this track is like a god. <laughs> Acon I,
1: I think T Pain's a god, period.
0: Right. I've we've I think we've talked about it before. I've never listened to a T-Pain album, yeah. Yeah, T-Pain on this track sounds amazing compared to Akon. Akon <laughs> yes. is the example of how to not use auto-tune. If you don't change your inflections in your voice, auto-tune does nothing for you. <laughs> and and he just stays at the same tone throughout his entire feature. And it it was so boring, and his voice is so grating to me. I hated it. Ace was good on the track, but it, he wasn't enough to save it. I him. got some news for you. I akon uses kind of the same tone every time you ever hear i will never listen to it if you bring me an akon record our podcast is over there is one that i liked a lot i can't i hate his voice i hate it
1: and that's fair and see that's what i thought i thought you were going to hate ace's voice and i'm glad you did no
0: i i i think his voice is great akon's annoys the fuck out of me
1: and i i have written down that the akon and t-pain together on this track Mark this track as being from a very specific time in music. Sure, like it's it's, yeah. a, it's this is a very specific sound that you're not going to hear outside of a DJ Khaled camp.
0: Right. I, I I remember Akon being big. I don't remember him being as super annoying as he is to me now. Uh, it might have he might have been. I just like I of course I never listened to it. I never listened yeah. to him. I never picked up an Akon record. Okay, so you hate Akon. We can move past it. Yeah. Over time is need to not play. it for me.
1: So then right after it, we have Champion, which is the second single and only is other it? single on okay. the record.
0: Yeah. Uh Jasmine Sullivan's she has the voice of a goddamn angel. She, yeah, she Oh kills my, this. Dude, this coming on <laughs> like this coming off of that acon feature just. Blew me away. The second her voice came on, I was like, oh, it was amazing. Oh, that's what singing is. Okay. I yeah. Got it now. 100%. <laughs> she was just amazing on this track. I feel like Ace shows off on this one. I feel like if he has the right features on a track, he really goes off. Because not only is Jasmine Sullivan on this track, Rick Ross is on this track again. Again. Yes. And they both kill it. Everything with this track is just great. Fantastic. This was the the turning point in the record. Cause there's quite a few like love songs after this point, it feels like, like two or three yeah. at least. Yeah. But it made me want to look up Jasmine Sullivan a whole lot. This track did. <laughs> okay. Cause okay. yeah, her voice was just beautiful Great. on this song. Yeah. She, she crushed
1: it. And yeah. I think, and again, I, I will say it many times over. I don't care what the track is. If you put Rick Ross on, it'll be a better track. Th- that's uh, that's not a lie so then we are on to the first of the romance
0: songs now love somebody yes love somebody i've never heard of is it jeremiah i think it's Jer- jeremiah yeah okay never heard of him but he sounds way better than akon oh is the rest of the true? is the rest of this just sounds better than
1: akon <laughs> there's a- definitely sounds better than akon
0: it might be a thing this is the loving love song that i'm sure you appreciate i, I love love yeah, yes. I know you
1: do, but the but there is always a jolt for me coming out of because when Ace is going hard, it's a very definitive mood, mm-hmm. and then when Ace is talking about love and sex, it's a it's a different mood entirely. Right now, the weird part about this track is it is like a sex song, but it's like almost wholesome.
0: I was like it's, say, not, I, it's I didn't, not vulgar. It's not, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not the way that those kinds of songs sounded. At this time. It's also
1: weird to hear the amount of, like, kind of respect for a female in in this right. type of environment. Normally, you don't which,
0: hear that. Which shouldn't be odd. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but but I really appreciated the way he went in on this track. I really loved the line, you can keep the fame, the game, the name, and all the fancy cars. The way he said that. It ju- it just was a hot line. Like I I yeah. love that line. It was great, and I think
1: Ace does a lot of those things that are moments. Like he he, he I think there's a lot of moments in his raps that are so interesting if you break them down. Mm-hmm. But I think I think of the problem. His problem to me is the songs are too long. Okay. I on I honestly think that there's so much effort put into making it a song. Yeah. That sometimes he
0: fills things with subpar material. There like, is there is a little bit of filler feeling. Yeah. Uh, throughout some of his songs i agree with that because like how many
1: artists do you know right now do more than one verse on a tr- on a track normally Really, not very many
0: anymore i'm a fan of the three verse song barely existed but it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> even barely. with features even with yeah. multiple features on a song there's hardly any it's just one of those
1: love songs but it's still wholesome which is yes. strange i, I, liked I really liked
0: it yeah i did and then we go from love somebody to don't get caught slipping <laughs> don't get caught slipping so (laughs) this this record suffers i think in a track list feels very weird it kind of takes me out a little bit throughout because you go good song iffy song great song terrible song amazing song sweet love song then into some gangster stuff
1: i want to say 2009 downloads yeah, they weren't selling albums, even though he sold twenty nine thousand
0: of these. They, they were selling for the singles, period. Right. And I get that because uh, yeah. it's still happening. But it it just yeah, it threw me. Almost every song yeah. was a different, completely different vibe, which is great. Yeah. But yeah. they did not
1: coincide very well. You could tell they're written as single tracks. They're not yeah. written to be in one conducive thought at the end of the album. Sure. I
0: I wrote down that this is a nice little
1: banger. Not much to say about it, other than it was solid. But there is that jolt from the super lovey-dovey song to the "Watch Your Back."
0: Yeah, song. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this was probably the moment that I realized, like, these tracks don't really go together very well. Yeah, yeah. Ace is just putting songs out. Yeah. He's not Which, putting. After hearing that this came out seven months after his first record, it makes more. Sense. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that.
1: So then we go from don't get caught slipping to this n-word here. I, I will w- not say the title of the oh, track. I'll never
0: say it. Yeah. Um a little of the rhyming the same word in it. Yeah. Not not a whole lot to where it really bugged me. It was just something I noticed so I wrote it down real quick. The song just felt so like generic to me, I guess. I
1: think I think it opens and it's hard. I think yeah. the beat on this thing is hard at the beginning. I, you you want to know why it's mid? Because Birdman is mid. I'll say yeah. it until I'm done. I, I
0: didn't really Birdman like. Man is mid, and he wasn't saying anything. He never does. Like he just he wasn't saying anything, and he just no. like there was so much Birdman in this that I was just like, what are we doing here? Because you're not like you don't have great flow. You're not saying anything. Your voice is mid. I just don't care. And then, what, is it Shife? Is it... Shai, I, yeah, I'm not sure who it is. Uh, and sure. He didn't really, I wasn't really a
1: fan of Hibsverse either. It's just, it's fine. Yeah. It starts out so hard and then it kind of just, you know,
0: falls down. I think that Birdman, I don't, I don't even want I want to say Ace is a, a feature on this track, really. <laughs> um, th- this Birdman track is just so mid. Yeah,
1: I think Birdman, I'll give you credit for quote unquote. Finding Lil Wayne, doing hot boys, all that. You're you're a genius promoter, whatever you needed to do, but just stick to promoting. Is there somebody out there that like this Birdman verse? Because I I I'd like to know why. It's one of those situations where if somebody hears that and they're like, Yeah, that's my shit, just I want like to know why. Because I'd like to know why too. I don't, I don't, I don't feel
0: it. it. Yeah.
1: So we go from the mid Birdman track yeah. on this ASOD album <laughs> into <laughs> mine. mine. Featuring the Dream, and I don't, I don't know. Were you familiar with the Dream at all? Uh no, I had no idea who the Dream was. The Dream being on a track means, at a bare minimum, that the track is gonna feel like rose petals. Like he's just a <laughs> super, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's just a super like romantic, sensual. He's got, he's
0: got a very velvety voice.
1: It's a, like, he's it an just, R&B guy.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I love it way better than Akon.
1: The weird part about this track is it's like romanticizing stealing somebody's partner
0: yeah it is it, it is weird but it sounded, but it sounded
1: so sweet it sounded yeah so pretty for doing it <laughs> it, di- it didn't sound like hey i'm taking her it sounded like no she loves me too so we're just we both love each other love conquers all yeah
0: you realize <laughs> that you're wrong in this instance it's it's she so is mine <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> also this is ace hood mentions the pistons which is detroit's basketball team yeah so i'm a fan a of florida that boy yeah a florida boy hey <laughs> You know.
1: All right, so mine for the first time we're getting back to back lovey dovey tracks. Yeah. Here, wifey material.
0: Wifey material. Uh Lloyd sounds a little bit like Akon, but better.
1: <laughs> Lloyd was another big R and B love song guy at the time. Okay. I don't, so I, yeah, I, think, I didn't know him either. Like that's part I think ASAD's also trying to reach the most people with this. Mm-hmm. Like some of these love songs are probably he his intention was to reach more to an R and B crowd, maybe more female listeners. Sure. And he has the hard stuff
0: for that, and he has the celebratory stuff for that. Yeah, that kind of that kind of shows with as many like love songs that are on this record. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, like this is what two, three, three on this back end of the of the record. Yeah, um, and they're they're all incredibly sweet, like love songs. I I really appreciate that there's that many love songs on this record. I thought we were going into this and it was just gonna be opulence all over and throwing yeah. money around and. You know so that. it
1: actually helped like
0: the the yeah. fact
1: that there, there wasn't a strict like subject matter of opulence and money throughout helped you appreciate this more or at least get yeah. into it more.
0: No, I'll agree. I, I really appreciate not being generic yeah. where at this time in 2009, a lot, was generic. a lot of throwing money around and boats and cars and chains. And oh, yeah. like, I, I just got so over that, that I, i just don't i'm not into that at all i don't know how but i feel somehow it's diddy's fault i don't know why i'll agree with that in my head in those freaking yeah i think that's it
1: (laughs) no because then we could also go farther back and like no limit was doing it like no limit oh that's true yeah
0: everywhere master p it's it's masterpiece fault with the gold tank then somehow we gotta we gotta blame Lil romeo that's masterpiece son i don't know if you I don't even know anything about him so (laughs) <laughs> we can we can blame him. That's fine. We blame his whole family. I don't we'll, give a shit. Yeah, we'll we'll throw the blame around. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but no, wifey material. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Another great little love song in this record. And he shouted out Biggie. So yeah. can't go
1: wrong. For years, the love songs on these were kind of a instant skip for me. Like yeah. I would I would listen to them, but it was just you know i just wasn't trying to listen to that alone in a car probably sure like i just i got i was like i'll just listen to something harder thank you <laughs> right but i appreciate them for what they are but i think still probably to me ace hood is still a i don't want to say singles because i'll definitely put on the record mm-hmm. but i will definitely skip more songs than i would if there was love songs that weren't on there like right. if, if it pops up and like okay i'm starting right now and i'll just skip it
0: yeah um I did, I did listen to this record front to back quite a few times this week, but going through it the last couple days, there were definitely skips on it. Because you get it. Some yeah. of the tracks are like, I get it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so then coming out of Wife and Material, we head into Bout Me. Another
0: weird shift.
1: Another hard jolt. like Yeah.
0: I feel like we could have done almost an outcast thing where they just split it up. There could have definitely been a way to to write this track list where it would have been a more gradual flow into love songs from the hard stuff. Yeah, probably. That I probably would have appreciated a bit more. Ace Ace said, put it out. We're going to put it out in the order that I, that I came up with these tracks.
1: Yep. That's my
0: album. We got it. Ball Greasy showed off. The worst name, right? terrible Terrible name, but he, he killed it on this track. I actually think he outshined Ace on this track. I do like his verse a lot on this. Yeah. I'm a fan. I, and I, lo- I, I love the
1: way Ace attacks this too. I like his flow on this. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I agree. I think
0: Ace does a great job, but he, Ball Greasy just comes in and, dude, I th- he murdered this whole track. I think the man with the worst name in hip hop, Ball Greasy. That is such a terrible
1: bad. name. It's such a terrible and name. His, and his drop is a Greasy. Yeah. No. no, dude, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. You can't do that. Please don't. How do you how do you <laughs> give that drop to a producer like, hey man, just uh, come anyway. on, throw it in there somewhere. Yeah, I I liked his verse though. I did like his yeah, verse. Yeah, anyway. I
0: thought I thought it was really good. I've never heard another verse from him either. I don't I don't I've know. Never both. heard of him at all. Maybe he changed his name after this one track. <sighs> Let's hope so. Next track. So we come out about me and then we hit zone. I, I could honestly see any of the Griselda guys on this track. Oh yeah. Because that's what it's about. Yeah. I And honestly, listening to this, I was like, I would rather hear Conway or Benny on this track than Ace.
1: The thing, and this is another, I already said how I think Ace, the songs are too long sometimes. Yeah. I think some of the instrumentation he picks and some of the beats that he uses are too busy. Yeah, I can see that. Because there's a lot of moments in this track, particularly when this one aspect of the beat will drop out. hmm and it sounds so much better. Like, I love right. that sound. Yeah, yeah. But that's also not what was selling at the time. So I understand right. that also. You'd have to take a, like six or seven layers out of this beat to put a Griselda dude on it.
0: Right. I, <laughs> Freddy I could attack this thing as is. Freddy could. I could see Boldy on this track if you dropped out a few things.
1: You wouldn't have to drop out as many for Boldy, yeah, because he he could he could hit that also. But yeah, yeah any Griselda, the Griselda dudes on this track would be sick also. Yeah, I've yeah. been saying for a long time I would love to see an Ace Hood Griselda thing, but I don't I I don't know what plays into that. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. It's just, it's weird. Like he's he's an independent rapper. He does he's not signed to anything now. His last like okay. four albums he put out himself from his studio. So I don't difficult. know. Yeah, like he's making exactly what he wants. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, but it's also like you're better than what you're getting. You're still better than what you're getting credit for is the right. problem yeah. that I have.
0: Doing it that way is holding himself back because he's not getting the promotion and everything from a record yeah. label.
1: But it, but he also mentions in some tracks and other albums and later mixtapes that he's been blackballed. So I don't know. Oh, I wonder why. what happened. Yeah. yeah, I can't find it. I looked. I, I, I,
0: I can't find it. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So we get past zone, and then we're onto the closer. Make a toast.
0: Yeah, uh, love the music on this one. The guitar in the back, the keys are great, and Ace Ace just brought it to this track. I I, I think it was great. It's fantastic. A great closer. A great closer to this record. It's a
1: it's a very it's a very celebratory song. Like this yeah. one, actually, they even say it too. Like it's a yeah. celebration.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's why I liked it so much.
1: And I think the beat. Like drops out and there's a much simpler beat for mm-hmm. most of this track, and yeah. I think Ace kills that.
0: Yeah, he did. I really, with this record, we had talked about the track listing being kind of messy and and jumbled, but I don't think there is a better opener or closer for this record. I think yeah. Get Money I, as the opener is perfect, and I think Make a Toast as the closer is is perfect.
1: I agree with those. I couldn't see a different opener or closer being. Put in here, but I also no. don't know if if you just played those two tracks for somebody, they would never guess most of these tracks on this album. Probably not. They would never guess the romance songs, like no. the, the love, not songs. at all. No. And I don't know if they guess like some of the harder songs, like because those two sound similar, and there's a couple right. tracks in there that sound similar. They're, that's that celebration, a little bit of opulence,
0: like we did it type of mentality. I think with the because it's the we did it. There's a lot less there's a lot less that I get offended about with the money <laughs> and the okay. opulence. It's, I, think. It's not an
1: I did it. It's yeah. a, we did it.
0: Yeah. I think that's what I okay. appreciate about it. So what are your top three? My top three. You're, you're going to hate me for my number three. It's because it's two songs. Oh, you son I know. I know. That's what, it's what I do.
1: <laughs> okay. I make yeah. rules
0: to break them. You get top fours. Whatever. Yes. I get top, four. <laughs> get money and make a toast are my top, my, my number three. They're both, okay. I think they both sound amazing. I think they're both perfectly placed. I just, re- I really like both of them. And I couldn't put one on as a number three and not have the other. And my top two are Definite.
1: Is Top One Born an
0: OG? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's my top one too. I fucking love yeah, that song. it's
0: such a great song.
1: I think this is peak fun Luda. But that just means that he went a little off fun Luda for this because he was fun and hard on this track. Right, yeah.
0: No, I, Born, Born in OG. that's my top
1: one, too. I fucking love that. Yeah,
0: it's so good. I want you to guess my number two. I bet you could. It's not logo with the cake. It is definitely not. Is it zone? No, it's champion. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I forgot about it. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan makes that song. My
1: top three are um, Born in OG number one and then just both Rick Ross versus number two. Moving on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is Born in OG one and then pro- probably get money, too. Probably make a toast. I love make a toast. I'm a big it's fan. A, of make it's a, toast.
0: That's a good track. Like I said, it's a perfect closer. Like, it yeah. is fantastic.
1: And the bookend test would lie to you with this one. One hundred percent. It it fails the bookend test. And like it, you listen to both of those. And I it's never, never
0: right. thought we could fail a bookend test on a record because Ace it's, does. But yeah, if you're if you're just listening to the first and last track of this record, you do not get anything. Else that this record gives you,
1: there's still two very enjoyable songs. Oh yeah, they're great. They're both my three. So, Scott, yeah, acehood ruthless throne own or groan.
0: This record really put me through it. akon put me through it. <laughs> Acon really put me through it. But Jasmine Sullivan and Rick Ross and Luda saved. put it over the top. They saved. It. I, I would own this record. Just based on my top four. I think they're fantastic. And then like with the love songs, I loved the love songs. I thought they were great.
1: That's key. Then I I have, I have news for you then. Yeah. You might like more Ace Hood than I do. Oh, wow. Okay. Because there's some albums, there's some mixtapes that go very love heavy. And like even too much where I'm like, there's not even enough hard on for me to (laughs) listen to
0: this whole thing. Right. I, now don't get me wrong. I don't know that I would like a full on, yeah, R and B style, like R and B kind of theme, yeah, an R and B themed Ace Hood record. I don't know that I would like a full one of those, and I don't know if you'll ever get a full one, right? But
1: there's definitely some that are a lot heavier in that realm. Sure. I I just
0: I think I just appreciated it. I think I just appreciated the love songs more I'm because. Glad. With hip hop, your women are more seen in a certain light, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- they're they're kind of seen as disposable commodities, really. But when you get somebody who can come on and just throw on three or four love songs on a record, alongside of some hard stuff, you gotta love it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think it's just
0: fantastic.
1: And he never loses that aspect. Like even now, I I mentioned his newest record to you a while ago, but Mm -hmm. you didn't listen to him before. So you had no, you couldn't say anything. Yeah. There is even some like mentioned there's love songs on there. And I think maybe, maybe he mixes those two together. Like, you know how they don't really mesh on this album. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe his, he, his complete style. He turned into those two together on every track, maybe. Oh, okay. Which is a definite different vibe.
0: Yeah, that's hmm. interesting.
1: I'm going to have to revisit with that in my head. But just some cleanup here for Ace Hood. After releasing this in 09, he released Blood, Sweat, and Tears in 2011, which, by the way, went number eight in the U.S. charts. Oh, wow. He then released Trials and Tribulations in 2013, which went number four on the U.S. charts and sold 60,000 units. Wow. The, the song that you would know would probably be off of that one, mm-hmm. and it is uh, Bugatti. Just woke up in a new Bugatti. Have you ever heard that track? I don't think so. Okay, that would be the, that would that was like his big big hit, I believe.
0: If it has Bugatti in it, I wouldn't have paid <laughs> yeah, attention. You're right; you wouldn't have been. You <laughs> wouldn't have paid attention. In
1: 2020, he released the album Mister Hood, and then in 2022, he released Mind: Memories Inside Never Die. Oh, okay. Also, 21 mixtapes. That's wild.
0: That is that's that's just crazy
1: everything since it looks like starvation Four, starvation 5 2016 is all on his own stuff so he's been six years he's been independent crazy that is it is pretty it's a lot of work and i've listened a lot i've listened to every single one of those which is wild have you really i've been an Asod fan for a long time wow I've listened to every every single I mean some of them I caught up on because I I like lost touch with them for a while, but I went sure. back and listened to everything.
0: I looked it up, but there's no vinyl release on it. So oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Very aware. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you on
1: Ace Hood? Like, are you interested in more Ace Hood? I'd listen to more Ace Hood.
0: Where are you on Rick Ross? I would definitely listen to more Rick Ross. Every right. every feature like- that I've ever heard him on, he's yeah, he's good.
1: I'm just, I'm just worried that when we dive into a Rick Ross, not when, but not if, but when mm-hmm. we dive into a Rick Ross album, it might be one of those too much of the same. And it's obvious because, okay. because I don't get me wrong, like Rick Ross is very good in features, like very good, very good yeah. by himself. But in features, he, he, it, he has such a different sound and such a presence that yeah. it always comes through. Ace's features are the same way. Maybe I'll find some of those big DJ Khaled bangers and send them to you that has Ace on it because Ace
0: kills those too, man. That's where I fell in love with Ace. Oh, I I gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what else were you listening to this week
0: other than this then? Uh, The record I was listening to this week, completely different from Acehood. The new Dashboard confessional record, all the truth that I can tell.
1: I'd say that's a little bit different. I didn't even know that happened. I didn't know they were still banned.
0: Yeah. They put out a couple records there that I just wasn't feeling at all. And I really took a chance on this one. I ordered the vinyl. And you like it? I do like it. It's a very, it's very, I don't want to say old feeling, but it, it feels a lot like his first two records, which were fantastic for me back then. I haven't listened to them really closely in a while, but I loved those first two when they came out. And this one definitely has that feel, but a little more grown up, which, I mean, that happens after 10 years, 15 years. Oh, uh, but yeah. But, yeah, there's a track on this that I really felt was really about his kids and his wife. And, and just saying, like, you. Oh, dude, it got me. Yeah, Yeah, it's one yeah. of those ones that, like, tears started welling up in my eyes. Like, I felt it so much, so. Yeah, really great. I really liked it a lot, probably on album of the year list for me.
1: Well, that's sick. I can't wait to hear that album of the year list and see if it still remains at the end of the year. I
0: imagine it probably will just because I felt so much for it. Uh I don't imagine it'll be in the top three, maybe five, but it'll it'll be on the it'll be on the top ten list for sure, I think. Solid. Mine
1: did not make me well up and oh. it is clo- it, it is more closer related to the Ace Hood record than the record you chose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I'm still spinning this thing. Benny's new album. Oh, yeah. That Benny, the, Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4. I, it's it's it, it's Tana Talk, man. He's doing the grimy shit. He's talking about the grimy shit.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's real, grime. real good.
1: Every feature. And I, yeah, I mean, it. every feature kills it.
0: <laughs> yeah no everybody kills it on that
1: west side gun kills it
0: he not my favorite one on there but he's still good
1: God, uh, two van goes in a dope spot
0: no yeah that's so that's, sick that's not it's all right. so sick
1: it's so good it's so grimy uh okay but yeah no yeah loving the benny track loving the benny everything on it everybody's great i love it i think kevin durant said it and i'm gonna have to be the, uh, the echo chamber of Kevin Durant here. Stovegun cooks might be one of the greatest rappers happening right now, man. Like that dude is so special.
0: Yeah. I really need to listen to more of what he's done to have an opinion. Uh, because, but it's
1: like that Rick Ross thing where when he comes on, it's so different. It's such a presence. Oh yeah.
0: I, I agree. But I just like off that feature, I didn't really get a feel for him yeah. at all. Yeah. So I kind of want to,
1: if I brought you HWH eight side, a, there's like five tracks on there with Stove God. But oh, you'd really? Have to deal with, you'd have to deal with another th- 11 with West Side Gun also. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. We talked about everything we need to talk about. We did. We're done talking about Ace Hood for now. Yeah. We might be back.
0: We might be back. What
1: record am I listening to next week?
0: From a, you're, you're listening to a record from a band that when the episode comes out, will have a brand new record coming out two days later. Aerosmith. No.
1: It is <laughs> Canadian
0: punk band Pup. P U P.
1: Okay, that's the name of the band.
0: Right. The all record right. is their second record called "The Dream Is Over."
1: I have no idea what this is. I've never heard of PUP. I don't know anything about PUP other yeah. than you telling me they're a Canadian punk band. So. There it
0: is. That's all you need to know right now.
1: I'll listen to PUP. The dream is over, and yeah. we will reconvene next week. All right, hands in. Break. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at AYL Pod. Join the Facebook group. Links will be in the show notes. We're available anywhere. Podcasts are available. Send us an email at are you at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, even our back episodes have been up on Stitcher now. So yeah, we that's awesome. go back and re-upload those. So Very we're excited good about that. Uh, I'm excited because that's where I listen to podcasts, even though I only listen now to check that they work. but <laughs> <laughs> I listen enough. When I edit them.
0: Right. You listen to them way more than anybody else.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> feel like we have a closer relationship than you think we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening to your voice for hours. Oh, and hours uh, that's so
0: and sweet,
1: well, Scott. Thank you for the episode.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you for bringing me this record,
1: listeners. Thank you for listening, and never thank me for bringing Ace Hood. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Scott.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you, listeners. And
1: yeah, pop. The dream is over next week. Yep. Are you listening? Are you listening?
0: My bad. I got, I got caught up in an Akon thing. Acon is the example of how to not use auto tune.
1: God, uh, two van goes in a dope spot.
0: Chris was it Christopher?
1: No, Christopher is
0: her. No, that was her. Rory's accent,
1: dad. But... That's Rory's dad.
0: Yeah.